0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The of Sufficient Podcast. It is so nice to be back and we sure miss you guys. This is Johnny and... Priscilla. And today we're talking about a subject that is very important, especially in the, in the month of May. And we're touching on the subject of...
1: May is Mental Illness Awareness Month. So mental Health men- Awareness. Mental Health Awareness. I think it's Mental Health Illness, but I can look it up.
0: So... Great great topic. Um something that is not very touched in the in churches, but something that is very true and very very relevant to our society. So
1: You are right. Mental Health Awareness Month. Sorry guys.
0: Yep. So today um we actually you know, as you may know, we sometimes bring some of the subjects that we talk about in our youth group. And this month we talked about precisely that. We had in the last couple of weeks Mention belonging needs and we also mention habits and how certain habits can you know in the long run add up to do something extremely positive or extremely negative in your life and we want to share a verse before we go ahead and get started and dive in a little bit more but this is found in proverbs four twenty three, and it says above all else guard your heart from everything you do flows from it mm-hmm.
1: I love that verse because it reminds us to protect the very thing that um, like the core of what makes us who we are. It's our our heart, our, that's where a lot of like our motives come from, our intentions, the, our, our posture and our hearts are obviously like you can think of it in a physical form. Yes, we have a beating heart. Everyone has one, but in this sense, we're talking about it as a more of like a, uh, spiritual aspect. And we know that we're composed of mind, body, and spirit. And we were made like that. Um, we were not just made flesh. We were made mind, body, spirit. And it's important to, um, uh, recognize that we have uh, a mind that we can control. We have control over our minds. We, we don't have to let it control us. And, um, in our hearts when we when we guard it and we protect it from even our own selves um when we have that awareness we can we can go places, but when we don't it can take us places. I didn't plan that but
0: <laughs> absolutely, so we also have been mentioning that anything that comes out or anything that we end up doing it starts with a thought as a thought um like for example like whenever you decide to go to the gym you don't go to the gym because you feel like it i don't think i'm pretty sure unless you have developed a habit of go to the gym you don't ever feel like going to the gym it means stress to your body stress to your mind putting putting your body to do something that it doesn't want to do because to be quite honest our body and our mind is always going to tell us what's uncom- to do what's comfortable
1: I've always told you, like, why would I want to go to a place where my lungs are going to burn <laughs> and my legs are going to be sore? You know, it's, it's funny because we have that association with the gym, but it's really good to, to build that habit, even if it's like a phys- on your physical self, but it's it's more than that. You can take it into a different aspect, and I think we're going to touch on that later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it's just an example of of how... Something can start by a thought saying, you know what, like, I want better results. I want to feel better about my body. So, therefore, what can I do? And then you end up going to the gym because you know that this is, that is one of the activities that's going to lead you to a healthier lifestyle. It's going to lead you to perhaps looking better in the future. So, you start thinking about it before you start doing. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes with sin. The same thing goes with things that we end up making mistakes on, lying, and, and just messing up big time in our walk with God. And because it is so important that everything that gets manufactured or impregnated into our mind, if we if it stays there long enough and it becomes something that's rooted into your heart, eventually it will become something that goes to pass in your physical world in outside of your mind. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it all starts with the thoughts that you have. And there is a verse that I want to share with you guys um, and it talks about this very thing. Um, it's in Second Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. It says, for we live in a world, sorry, for we live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's my favorite part of this. It's, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Mm. And we have that authority. Isn't it just amazing how we get to, we get to do that. We, we get to take every thought captive, and it doesn't have to hold us captive in this like enslaved kind of position we can control and have authority over our minds and when we do that that means we recognize that we have a choice and i talked a little bit about this in my sermon on um, last on friday and it's this um in psychology we call it metacognition and it's basically what that means is thinking about your thinking. Sort of like Inception where you have a dream within a dream, kind of like that movie. But it's it's a higher level of thinking where you think about your thinking. And what that does is it creates a little space where choice exists. And when you have that space and you allow choice to exist in the first place, then you're able to decide right from wrong and you have essentially choice. It's not a choice unless you really unless it is until it is um that is something that i had to kind of break down and learn because we can't let ourselves and our minds just kind of wander and take control of our flesh because that's the first thing that the enemy wants us to do is to listen to our flesh more than our spirit and if you keep feeding your flesh what it wants it's going to want the spirit things even less but if you continue to feed the spirit with everything that's good and lovely and pure and you know with with everything that Jesus tells us to do, then you will be able to control the flesh much better, much easier. Mm -hmm. And remember until it is a choice, it's not. So you first have to think about there is, you do have choice. And that's like the most empowering thing to, to firstly acknowledge.
0: Yeah. God in God's nature. He's always given us a choice all the way from the beginning of Adam and Eve. And when you think about it, he gave, a, he gave him a choice because that's a way of giving them free will. And and he started with a the thought. They, you know, mm-hmm. the devil came up to him and say you're not going to die. That's, he just doesn't want you to see the truth. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have no reason to believe a freaking snake. However, they started thinking about it to the point where they became sinful in the sense of, okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell do exactly what God t- didn't tell me. I'm going to do exactly what God told me not to do so
1: there's another verse that is talking um, specifically about this sorry Um, it's in Romans 8 chapter oh sorry chapter 8 verse 9 to 10 but you are not controlled by your sinful nature you are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all and Christ lives in you so even though your body will die because of sin the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with god which is crazy because it literally tells us right there but you are not controlled by your sinful nature you are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of god living in you so that's a first step is even having the spirit of god living in you and Mm -hmm. how do you even do that
0: and this is all great you know all this all this bible verses like they add some truth to to a bigger issue but we know that like a lot of our issues they've come from our childhood being you know going through situations that as kids we shouldn't have gone through. Um, And this could be an imbalance in your family, not having a parental figure, not having a mother figure, not having either or parents being too strict, being abused when you were a kid. And there are certain things that, that add up to our mental health that we struggle with on a daily basis. Now, it is okay to feel. It is okay to hurt. It is okay to know that all these things are true. And that there are issues that that are very much caused by experiences and things that happened to us in the past. What is not okay is for you to stay in that situation. You can uh, you can always seek for help. You can always always pray, guys. It uh, prayer is an amazing thing that that can literally speak life or death into existence. Pray for your health, pray pray, pray for your mental health. And a lot of times, you know that's just part of it. But you do sometimes need to look for help, like you know, and in, in people that you trust, your pastors or or a mentor. So so that those people can see where is the issue actually coming from? Like, why are you struggling with and why? You know?
1: Yeah, that's important because they can give you perspective where you maybe are kind of biased because it's yourself. And then also you might be kind of lying to yourself a little bit just to see like no it's not my fault see it's it's them it's the world Mm -hmm. and that lack of accountability is what can keep us chained to a lot of mental health issues Mm -hmm. because we don't take accountability we don't we don't take control of it and we um, we don't have that autonomy to be able to even acknowledge it in the first place and then get better from there so that's the first step, I would say, if you're struggling with that. And I've, I'm not here to say that I've never struggled with any mental health issues. Like, obviously, I'm not, not going to say that I've been diagnosed with things because I haven't gone to the doctor. But I know that I went through a little bit of a, what I I feel as though it was a postpartum depression after I gave birth to Gabby, and and that it wasn't straight after I did. It was like at first I got two weeks of baby blues, which is extremely common, normal. It can happen and it usually lasts like two weeks. And then after that, I was like pretty much back to a much better place emotionally. And then it wasn't until like a few weeks after that. And I could probably talk about this later because I don't want to take up all the time to speak on this. But I did notice that I I, I did end up going through some sad periods, really low lows and I thought growing up and like going to school and going to college and learning about psychology and becoming a nurse that I was like that I had all this knowledge that I not saying that I'm an expert in it at all but I'm I'm saying like I had knowledge enough to get by to know what the signs and symptoms were and that's how I kind of was able to sort of self-diagnose which you shouldn't do but in essence I was like yeah I think I'm depressed and it makes sense because you when you give birth, you have this storm of hormones and a lot of situational things that can contribute to that, like going back to work. And I went back to work when Gabby was only seven weeks old, you know, pumping at work and all of that. That was really hard to do and making sure I was keeping um, my milk supply and like providing for her. And I just felt like a failure and all these things, just uh, this overwhelming sense of hopelessness. And it was honestly, pretty sad looking back on it, but I'm glad that I came out of it and God had a a major role in it as well as my family. And I, I kind of, I know that it was all, it was mind, body, and spirit straight up. Like that was the, uh, I went through that firsthand and noticed that we are really mind, body, spirit, because if it wasn't for me improving in my, you know, my spiritual life, I wouldn't have been able to get through that. And I, I really did, Uh, cling on to God more and then I also did things that helped my body um physically and I know that hormones play a role in it and they kind of settle out after a few weeks and as far as the mind goes I did a lot of mind work and guys it takes work to to have control over your mind and and your your brain telling you something and you want to do something else but you know that that's not what you should be doing and to kind of take those thoughts captive um, that's what prevented me from acting on them when I felt like, yeah, I really don't want to go to work right now. I really just want to quit on the spot and I want to be with my baby, like stuff like that. So, um, I'm, I'm just sharing this so you guys can second so kind of open up to you guys about this because I don't want anyone feeling like we're coming from a place of, oh, we've never dealt with stuff. We definitely all have in different ways and I feel like this was the bigger part of it, biggest part of my life that I've struggled with, with anything mental health related. And back to me, like learning about psychology and all of that and having knowledge on it, just basic knowledge just to get through my degree. Um, But that did not um, replace any help that I could have gotten. And I, I even looked into it, but I never went through with it. And I wish I would have. Um, and that's also, I forgot my other point on that, but I'm going to let you talk so you can continue. <laughs> You're good. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to mention on that, but, um, oh, that I remember now that I'm not immune to it, that I always thought like, oh, well, depression, yeah, it's a thing that people get like those people, like people out there, like those patients, those, and I, I, it happened to me and it's happened to people that are close in my life that I did not ever think that they would deal with depression and anxiety and the first time that I felt anxiety was um, I didn't even know that that's what I was having but it was um, after nursing school like I was a nurse already and that was the first time and I was like why is my body acting this way and I realized that it was my first real taste of like actual anxiety anyway fun times
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and um i think we'd you know kind of diving into the subject it just kind of goes to show that there's so much to talk about um so much Um uh, i think we're what we'll do is um we'll break it down to different topics and talks about mental health um you guys can ask questions too yes if you have if you're struggling with something yourself and you'd like us to cover it or mention our thoughts on it Please uh, share it with the, with us like in either our DM or if you want to go ahead and just put it on the, in the YouTube comment if you don't mind. But um, definitely uh, we want to help in any way that we can. We're not professionals or mm-hmm. we're not psychologists, but we do, you know, we deal with this kind of stuff on a daily basis as far as like our growth ministry as leaders, goes, yeah. ministry and like just people that that are around us in our lives. So but yeah, let's dive into this topic a little bit more. Uh, we we'll love you guys and love to to be able to share this moments with with you and you know anyone that's listening behind the cameras and behind the microphones and yeah we'll, we'll see you we'll see you <laughs> We'll see you on the next episode we we'll love you so much see you next week bye bye